Today is Friday, July the 22nd, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, with the tragic news yesterday, we begin today's show by honoring the late, great Phil Petty. I'll give my favorite memories of what 14 did in the Garnet and Black and talk even more so about my relationship to him and what he meant to South Carolina fans both on and off the field. Also, guys, we continue along with the 2022 opponent preview series today. We are talking the Gamecocks week three opponent, the Georgia Bulldogs. Guys, I'll talk Georgia's head coach, how they fared a season ago, their best returning players on offense and defense, and I'll give the overall outlook for the Dogs and that week three matchup at Williams-Brice Stadium as well. Also, guys, we've got your listener questions. We've got a packed show for you here on this Friday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app, go to SeatGeek.com. And when you do, use that promo code SPURSUP to get $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more. Guys, whatever you need tickets to, they have got it. Whether it be concerts, comedy club events, of course, Gamecock sporting events. They've also got what's called a deal score. So when you go to their website or go to their mobile app, you're going to see your tickets and exactly where you're sitting, how much you're paying. So you're going to get the most bang for your buck. And you're going to know when you click that buy button, you're going to have all the confidence you need to make the best purchase for you. So again, guys, it's our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app, go to SeatGeek.com. And when you do, use that promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Is a fragile thing. Never take a day for granted and always check in on those you love. As we begin today's show, 
We remember the late, great Phil Petty. And wherever you are, whatever you are doing, if you can, before we get going, I want to take a moment of silence for Phil here on this Friday to honor one of the greatest, not just football players, but human beings for those that knew him to ever wear the garnet and black and grace the field at Williams Bryce Stadium. So if you do not mind, no matter where you are, what you're doing, join me for a quick moment of silence as we honor number 14. Thank you. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Happy Friday, TGIF. Hope you're all doing well, and I hope the show does find you well. Again, we're going into the weekend. I appreciate the love, the support, you guys rocking with the content, the business, the show, the merch, all week long. And uh, I'm going to get more into the Phil Petty stuff and, and talk about that. Obviously, the tragic news dropping early yesterday morning, and I want to discuss more just what we've heard and what's going on. And obviously, we all know the news at this point. First things first. Um, on a positive note, a couple of quick housekeeping items and things I want to make you aware of. First thing, I want to say thank you to all of those who came out to Carolina Ale House in Somerville last night. We had our first stop of the TSUS tour. And I tell you guys, you know, being the first stop and this being something we have never done before, right? You know, I had an idea of my head in my head of how it would go and how I would have liked it to have gone. But I kind of looked at last night as like, hey, we don't have all the answers right now. We'll make adjustments as we go. And and that's totally fine. I'll tell you, though, man, from the crowd that came out to being able to provide quality merchandise to those who came out and sell merchandise and also our Q&A session and and the fellowship and the interaction and just the fantastic venue and the setting and the way that everything went last night, I would say things went as well, if not better, than I could have ever expected. And I want to say thank you to all of those involved that made last night possible, all those that contributed, my guy, Sound Guy Dave, my dude Hunter with Gatling Images that shot some incredible images that you'll see on social media most likely today. Of course, all of those that attended, it was a fantastic group, a great mix of folks that I'm very familiar with that I've seen before at events that are in the Big Cot Club. Also those that I had never met before, that I had the pleasure of speaking to and interacting with for the first time ever. Again, I want to say to all you low country Gamecocks, all my Somerville Gamecocks, all of those that came out last night, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for making stop number one such a success. And I'll be honest, guys, it's just got me even more fired up for the rest of the TSUS tour. And I cannot wait to meet each and every single one of you at all of the Carolina Ale House locations. So a success for sure, guys. Again, thank you all so much. Hey, it's like 1.30 in the morning right now as I'm recording this. But that drive there and back, whatever, it was worth each and every single second. And I cannot wait again to embark the next six weeks on the tour and meet all you guys and hang out and interact. And, uh, you know, you got a tough act to follow because Somerville was a really good time and the people there were great. But I know you guys will show up and show out and we'll just have a blast, man. So, again, thank you all so much. I do want to say thank you to those that came out, those that helped make that 
event possible. Of course, thank you to Carolina Alehouse for putting it on and supporting the Spurs Up show and looking forward to many, many, many more as we continue to count down the days to kick off. Just 43 days, by the way, until toe meets leather at williams Bryce. Stadium. Also, guys, on that note, of course, you probably saw at the tour event, the Beamer Ball towels are officially off the print and they are for sale. Now, here's how we're going to operate with this, okay? They are going to be available on our online store effective today. So you can buy those at tsus.store along with all of our other merchandise, as I'm sure you're all familiar with, okay? You'll pay the $5 plus shipping and handling. If you want to avoid the shipping and handling costs, I will have these towels and koozies, by the way, on hand for sale at all of our tour events. All of our events, our watch parties we do with Carolina Ale House, all of our tailgates, every single live appearance or event that we do, I will have this merchandise on hand. So you can pay just a flat $5. You don't have to pay shipping and handling. You can avoid that. With that being said, the, the towels are now on sale on the store. Depending on when you are hearing this, they will be on sale today and you will be able to purchase those. Because again, I know that many of you cannot make it to events. You don't even live in the state of South Carolina and that's totally fine. I have no problem shipping those out to you guys because I want to make sure everyone is able that wants one to get a Beamer Ball towel. Because I tell you what, guys, my guy, shout out Rob, uh, these towels turned out absolutely incredible. They are a must have. And I really feel like, you know, we printed a hundred for the first batch. I think these things are going to go in the blink of an eye. I'm already talking to him about ordering more, which is truly a blessing. And again, I appreciate it. And I say thank you to you all. But if you want a Beamer Ball towel, those have officially hit the store as of today, TSUS.store. And again, if you want to wait, not pay the shipping and handling and get them at an event firsthand, you can do that. We will have them for sale at each and every single one of our events. And I want to say thank you to those who bought towels last night, bought koozies, supported the merch. We had a huge merch day yesterday as well. So again, guys, thank you all so much. Those who support the business in a, in a multitude of ways, I just cannot express enough gratitude to how grateful I am to each and every single one of you. Uh, with that being said, guys, let's go ahead and dive into everything. And like I mentioned, um, obviously, you know, I hate to start the show on a somber note, but we have to address the big news from yesterday. And, and that is the passing of former Gamecocks quarterback, Phil Petty. And, and obviously, man, you know, I, I've had so many great athletes and personalities on the airwaves on this show. And I've been really fortunate to talk to some of the most legendary Gamecocks of all time. And uh, for a lot of people, Phil Petty ranked very, very highly up their list in regards of legendary Gamecocks, right? There's so many people I talked to that growing up, right? Growing up, Phil Petty was their quarterback. They had a 14 jersey. They recall vividly going through one in 21 and this kid from Boiling Springs stepping up and leading the greatest turnaround in all of South Carolina football history and college football history and leading the Gamecocks from one in 21 to back-to-back -back wins over Ohio State in the Outback Bowl. And just what he meant to South Carolina football, the leader, a guy that maybe you looked at as you know, don't call him a game manager, right? He was a tactician. He was a warrior. He was a winner. He was a competitor. And you saw that each and every single time 
he took the field. And guys, again, I've talked, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to have so many fantastic Gamecocks and Phil Petty was one of them on the show. And uh, I had him on twice. And the first conversation we had was back in 2019. And I never forget that it was such a big deal for me because this was before TSUS was even my full-time gig. And so to get a guy like Phil Petty, to get a former South kind of quarterback and for him to want to talk to me and have conversation and, and, you know, bring his story to the airwaves. And he expanded a lot on everything from his recruitment to Lou Holtz to, to winning the starting job to 0-11 to the Outback Bowls to, to all of his great plays at the University of South Carolina and his thoughts on the program. I mean, everything you could think of, right? So that was really cool. And then again, I was fortunate enough to talk to him just 11 months ago, guys, last August. It wasn't even that long ago I had Phil Petty on the show yet again. And... Um, you know, Phil was was incredible, uh, a, a really genuine dude, a great dude. You know, I, I didn't have tons of interactions with him outside of the occasional DM and, of course, having him on the show twice. But he was always very kind to me, uh, a, 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 a very funny guy as well. You know, we posted the clip yesterday of him doing the Lou Holtz impersonation, and uh, we posted that to social media. And um, obviously, the news shook a lot of us. The news shook a lot of us. Phil Petty was just 43 years old. And, guys, I'll go ahead and get this out there. I, I don't want to speculate on, on what happened. Um, if the family wants to come out or when the family wants to come out. Or if they don't, it's totally fine. But I'll leave that to the family if they want to discuss that. And, and I really don't want to speculate and try to guess here's what happened or here's what we're hearing. And I, I just don't really feel – that's necessary, and we should really have a lot of you know respect and 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 respect the family and, and pray for the family and be there for the family and friends. And obviously, there's a lot of people hurting today. You know, I was able to have conversations with a couple of guys that were obviously teammates of Phil Petty's, and you know, again, there's a lot of folks hurting. There's a lot of Gamecocks hurting. There, there there's a lot of uh, people that are confused and don't understand what's going on, and, and it's just. You know, it's really tough right now. It, it, it shook me. It shook me. You know what I mean? It hurt. It really did hurt because, again, it's, it's somebody that I'm not going to sit here and say I had a, 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 a crazy deep relationship with or that I was best friends with or I knew it, the inner workings of his life. But it's someone that, you know, treated me well when we spoke. He, he was extremely kind to me. He was he was, um, you know, we had a lot of conversation regarding the Gamecocks, at least back and forth and. And, uh, you know, I, I just I was always grateful that Phil Petty, you know, this this legend, if you will, was was so willing to to interact with me and come on my show and and talk about his career and, you know, put value out there again for you guys to hear his story and relive the great moments and memories. And um, again, guys, as I mentioned at the top of the show, it's just a lesson. You know what I mean? Don't take any day for granted and, you know, tell those closest to you, those you love, how much they mean to you each and every single day. And, and, and I know it's tough, right? We all get busy in our own lives. We're doing our own thing. Listen, I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it, right? But I try to make it a goal to call my parents every day and talk to my siblings every day as much as I can. And, and uh, you know, when you do have those moments and you talk to those people and, you know, you cherish those moments and you don't take them for granted because you just never know which day might be the last. So, again, not to get too sentimental or too deep, but I feel like it's a day to do so because – um, you know, Phil Petty was someone many of us, many of us did not know him on a personal level, obviously, but, you know, through sports, Phil Petty was a guy who meant a lot, a lot to a lot of people. And again, there's many folks out there, many of you probably tuned in that grew up watching Phil Petty, you know, the original 14, right? I'll never forget a funny story about Phil is 2020, right, or 2021, excuse me, you know, I started doing the whole top five lists or whatever the course of the offseason, the preseason, if you will, and, um, 
you know, so I started doing those lists. And when I dropped my top five quarterbacks over the summer last year, I did not have Phil Petty fifth. And Phil was in my DMs and he was pissed. And I mean, like a friendly pissed. Like he, he wasn't like, oh, you know, screw you. But he was pissed off. He was pissed that he was not in that top five. And I think it speaks to, again, Phil is he was such a competitor. He was such a competitor. He was such a winner. You know, I talked to guys before, Eric Kimry, of course, uh, being his backup at USC, and he'd tell you he'd want to beat you in anything, man. It didn't matter if it was ping pong, it was swimming, it was it was video games, or it was football. He wanted to beat you, right? He wanted to beat you. And, and I think that came out, and I, I made sure this year that, you know, I looked at it, I was like, you know what, you're right. He was right. He should be in the top five. He is a top five quarterback. And sure enough, I had him as my fifth best quarterback in counter football history. Um, not that that really all matters right now, but that was just a funny moment. And uh, again, it's, uh, it's, it's a shame. It's tragic. It's heartbreaking. You know, we, 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 we had a moment of silence last night as well at the Carolina Alehouse tour in Somerville. And, um, you know, I, I know everybody remembers Phil Petty with reverence and it, and it's just, um, it's, it's really tough, you know, it's really tough. And again, guys, if I could give any piece of advice, it's, it's just, check in on those you care about and uh, you never know what they're going through and hug them tight and tell them you love them and, and just let them know you're there for them. And we're all in this together. And uh, you know, Phil Petty leaves behind a wife and and two kids, you know what I mean? Or, or you know, two kids at least. And, and just, it's, it's tragic and it's heartbreaking and it's uh, it's, it's just a shame gone too soon. 43 years old, the late great Phil Petty passing away. I think it was early yesterday, either way. Um, just truly sad and keep 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 the petty family in your prayers but i just wanted to take a moment to you know if you have any moments or if you have any any fond memories you want to share i know we did a lot of that yesterday on social media but feel free to flood my mentions flood our dms whatever and uh you know i, I hope that south kind of football i think they will but i hope they do something to remember phil petty whether it's put a 14 on the helmets or just do something because again, Phil Petty was a guy that, you know, he's overlooked in a lot of facets because people want to label him as a quote unquote game manager, but Phil Petty was a winner. Phil Petty was a winner. And, uh, you know, at that point led the greatest, I would argue probably two year stretch of South Carolina football. You know, Eric Camry made a great point on social media. You think about the games that Phil Petty won, you know, this is a man that beat Georgia at Georgia and at home as well. So we beat Georgia he beat Clemson. He beat Alabama. He beat Ohio State twice. I mean, this is a man that won some very, very, very big football games. And you think about it, Phil Petty, I think, walked so Connor Shaw could run, right? Phil Petty was kind of that Connor Shaw guy before Connor Shaw ever existed. He was 14 before Connor Shaw was 14. And, and just what he meant to that South kind of football team. And they don't win back-to-back Outback Bowls. And, and they don't turn it around like they do without a leader without a guy that can hold them together. I mean, we're talking about a guy that took a beating in the 1999 season and just went through it and and, and kept getting up and kept wipe, wiping the dirt off his face and kept showing up to work and kept getting after it. And, um, you know, that just exemplified who Phil Petty was. And, and again, like I mentioned, guys, you know, on, on my show, on our airwaves, I had the opportunity to talk to him twice. And they were both delightful conversations and uh, conversations I look back fondly on. And, it, and it's, and it's you know, it's it's really – heartbreaking that we'll never have the opportunity to do that again so um like i said guys just whatever you do keep the petty family and friends of the petty family as well in your prayers and uh like i said you know hold your hold your family tight and uh hold those closest to you tight tell them you love them and and uh 
you know, remember Phil Petty for all the great things he did, not just on the football field, but the way that he touched people and impacted people off the football field. And again, those that all interacted with him, they, they would all, they would all speak, I think very highly of, of Phil Petty and um, yeah, gone far too soon, gone far too soon. All right. Rest in peace. QB one, rest in peace. 14. Uh, we miss you already. So Again, guys, on that note, hey, let's go ahead and get into, we're continuing along today, the 2022 opponent preview series. Today's show, again, we are talking to Gamecocks week three opponent, the Georgia Bulldogs. Before we do, though, guys, I want to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks because football season's around the corner, and you're trying to make money this football season. Listen, I know you guys love to gamble on spreads, over-unders, totals, futures, all that good stuff. Why not make some money? on prop plays this season. Go download the Price Picks app, go to pricepicks.com, and when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players, you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry, guys. It's literally just you against the projection price picks allows mixed sports entries. So, for example, you can take the over on Rattler, parlay with the under on Matt Ryan, parlay with the over on LeBron. You can play MLB, NBA, NHL, college sports, of course, college football. And that's why we love price picks, guys, because you can play prop bets on college sports. How many other books have that? The answer is none. Price picks has a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and it's rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews guys that's again our friends over at price picks go download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com and when you do use the promo code tsus to receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 let's break the bookie this football season with our friends over at price picks again guys we continue the opponent preview series georgia comes to town week three saturday september the 17th a noon Kickoff at Williams Bryce Stadium, the all-time series record. Of course, Georgia leads it 53-19 and two. And the last meeting last year, Georgia won that ball game 40 to 13 between the hedges. You might recall Gamecocks went in that game as a 32-point underdog. And that one, that was Shane Beamer's first SEC contest. And there are certainly no moral victories, no moral victories at all. But you saw the Gamecocks battle throughout that one and, and we all knew right that South kind of really stood no match but the Gamecocks did battle in that one and for a while I think South kind of was like the only team to score a touchdown against Georgia for like the first four or five weeks of the season so at least Carolina did something that many other schools did not do for quite some time against that elite defense when you look at their 2021 record 14 and 1, 8 and 0 in SEC play. We'll get more into how they fared last season. Of course, we all know what the final result was. Breaking down the dogs, you look at their head coach, Kirby Smart, enters his seventh season at the helm, 66 and 15, his overall record. Um, and I'll tell you this, guys, I have not been a big Kirby Smart fan in the sense of, you know, a lot of Gamecock fans say, oh, you know, what if we'd have gotten Kirby Smart? What would have happened? I have been very skeptical of Kirby in the past in the sense of saying, you know, he's just Will Muschamp with a better roster. He's that defensive-minded. He's just got better players, and Georgia's so easy to recruit at. I will tell you this, though. I hate Georgia, but hearing Kirby smart at SEC media days, it's almost like you warm up to him a little bit. Like, you start to listen to this guy, and you're like, you know what? I see what Georgia fans see in this guy. 
I see why they like him. I see why they believe in him, the way he operates, the things he says, what he does, how he acts as a head football coach. So, you know, he just got a 10-year extension, by the way. It was like 10 years, 110 million. So after winning that championship last year, of course, getting paid. But I would say dog fans are very happy with the job Kirby Smart is doing both on the field and in recruiting as well, because they are crushing recruiting, as you would expect and imagine, and things are rolling in Athens, Georgia, right now. Guys, how do they fare in 2021? Well, we mentioned they won damn near every game, and you go through their schedule. Of course, that season started last year with a huge win in Charlotte, North Carolina, against the Clemson Tigers, 10-3 to in a defensive slugfest. They then beat UAB, beat South Carolina, one at Vandy, 62-0. to zero. The poor Vanderbilt Commodores beat Arkansas in a game that had college game day, 37-0. to zero. Then rattled off wins at Auburn, Kentucky, against Florida, Mizzou, at Tennessee, Charleston Southern, Georgia Tech. Won every single game. Went 12-0, 8-0 in SEC play, which, by the way, quick pat on my back, I actually predicted that last year going into the season. However, I picked Georgia to win the SEC they met their match yet again in the Alabama Crimson Tide, losing in the SEC title by a final score of 41 to 24. But of course, you go 12 and 0, 8 0 in the regular season. The SEC title game, as long as you don't get completely blown out, uh, you're getting into the playoff. And they lost by 17 and still got in. Of course, Georgia made it to the college ball playoff, took down Michigan 34 to 11 in the semifinal, and then got their rematch with Alabama and took down the Crimson Tide for Georgia to win their first national championship since 1980, a final score of 33-18. to 18. So it was a dream season for the Dogs and Georgia, the defending national champions, again, coming to Williams-Brice Stadium. That's always a big-time storyline when you are facing the defending national champs. But really a dream season. Again, you have the one blemish in the SEC title game, but they get their revenge and Kirby Smart finally takes down Nick Saban, and Georgia gets that monkey off their back and winning the championship. And now the question is, can they go back-to-back? Guys, before we get into that, let's talk their best returning players on offense and defense as we get to know the dogs just a little bit. Georgia is a team, starting offensively, that loves to use the tight end. And this Georgia offense is no different. Their best returning player on offense, tight end, Brock Bowers, this kid as a true freshman was an absolute freak, guys. In 2021, he hauled in 56 catches for 882 yards and 13 touchdowns. This dude was unstoppable, and you have to think as a player that will be a year older, more experienced, he's had more time in the weight room. You got to think Brock Bowers is going to be an absolute freak, a specimen, and a dude that every defense has got to account for. So again, it'll be a challenge for the Gamecocks defense to account for him. Also the physicality, the run game, Stetson Bennett, where does he rank for you in regards to SEC signal callers? Going to get into that in just a sec. But Brock Bowers is the guy in the passing game, especially. He is a quarterback's best friend. He will be Bennett's best friend. And I would expect him to have yet another huge season for the dogs. When you look at the best returning player on defense, and again, this is a defense that lost a lot of talent, a lot of great players that went to the NFL but arguably, you talk to guys that know NFL draft stuff and, and know this Georgia roster, arguably the best NFL prospect on last year's team, he came back this year. He's back for another season. That is defensive lineman Jalen Carter. Last season, his stats, 37 tackles, eight and a half tackles for loss, three sacks, a big body up front. Again, this is someone 
that scouts are raving about, raving over. They all want, and Carter should be primed for a massive year in the middle. I mean, has immense talent, size, speed. You talk to, again, anybody about that Georgia defense, yes, they lost a lot. They've got five stars filling in at every single position. But Jalen Carter in the middle of that defensive line, he should wreak havoc this season. Now, when you look at Georgia, the overall outlook of this football team, here's the question for them. Just 10 starters return, seven offensively, but just three from that defense. And, guys, we're talking about a defense last year that ranked number one in the SEC and number one in the country in defense, giving up just 10.2 points per game. In today's college football, that is absolutely insane to do. But just 10 starters back, three on defense. Does the defense take a step back because of all the talent they lost? And the big question is this, guys. After you win your, your, your first title, your first natty since 1980, the question now moves to, can Georgia go back-to-back? Can they do it yet again and reload with that immense talent that they brought in from recruiting? The pressure is on. I thought Kirby Smart did a great job at SEC Media Day saying, you know, we are not the hunted. We do the hunting, right? We're going to continue to stay hungry, and, and we're not going to get complacent. It's, <clears throat> it's really easy to say that. Will Georgia actually do that? Do they get full of themselves? Because you look at their schedule, right? You look at Georgia's schedule, guys. There is a clear path. I mean, I think we all agree Georgia is the favorite in the SEC East, and you know, I think you'd be a crazy person not be picking Georgia to win the East. There's a clear path, though, for the dogs, guys, I think, to even go undefeated. And I've already dropped my predictions for the SEC. I've got Georgia going undefeated. So I, I think it's very possible. Is Georgia ready to repeat and be national champions yet again? I, I think that might be a little bold because I've got Alabama winning the SEC. But I tell you what, guys, Georgia is going to be elite yet again, in my opinion. And, and there's a possibility they could find themselves back in the playoff, and it's not out of the realm of possibility that Georgia could go from not winning a national title since 1980 to literally winning back-to-back -back national titles if things break right, especially if that defense reloads and Stetson Bennett proves he actually is one of the top quarterbacks in the SEC. And, guys, that takes me to my next point. When you look at the dogs, where does Stetson Bennett rank when it comes to SEC quarterbacks? Because I'll be honest, guys. I thought Stetson Bennett, I thought there was a chance he might leave after winning the national title because it's like, what else are you going to do? Do you really feel like you're going to come back and do it all over again? Because you look at Bennett's game, the former walk-on, right, and, and, and the mailman, if you will, he's not supposed to be in this position, and, and that's all true. He's not supposed to be in this position, right? And there's a lot of folks that look at Stetson Bennett and they look at him as, game manager, right? He's got elite talent around him. He doesn't have to be great. And we've heard at SEC Media Days this week, folks saying, you know, that's a slap in the face. That's disrespect. That's this, that's that. Is it accurate? Is it somewhat accurate, though, right? Uh, wh where does Stetson Bennett realistically rank when it comes to the signal callers in the SEC? I'm not sure there's many folks that would look at him and say, I would take him as my starting quarterback. I think most would agree that, listen, he is a guy that he benefits from playing on arguably the most talented roster 
in America. So, <clears throat> you know, I just wonder how will he perform? A lot of their season will come down to how he performs if they have any chance of getting back to a playoff. And when the chips fall, are we – does Stetson Bennett make it through the entire season as the starter? There's some people that don't think he's going to make it through the entire season as the starting quarterback. So, where does Stetson Bennett rank for you amongst the SEC's elites at that position? Is he a top half of the league quarterback? There's a lot of folks that would say no. Uh, moving on, guys, defensively. How do the dogs reload? I, I, here, here's the thing. Our good buddy Walker that's called in the Daily Crow. Shout out Walker. Extremely knowledgeable. He, he's compared, though – the departures on Georgia to what LSU went through a couple of years ago and the, and the step back, right, the, the, the fall that they took. I don't think Georgia has that steep of a decline, but it is interesting, right, because you lose the amount of guys they lost on defense. you got to replace eight bodies, right? And Georgia's recruited at an extremely high level, right, five stars on five stars on five stars. But – when you lose generational talent like that, you're going to feel some bit of an effect, right? You're just going to feel it. It's inevitable. Can the dogs reload defensively? What does their defense look like? Again, a defense that gave up 10.2 points per game a year ago, um, gave up just 268.9 yards per game. That was second nationally. Um, are they going to be that good yet again? I think the simple answer is no, because how could they be after you lose all they lose? But how big is the step back? Again, you listen to Kirby Smart. They're expecting to be elite. You would think they'll be elite because it's literally Georgia, right? They've got talent. They've got elite players all over the place. I, you know, I, but what is – and on the note of this game and South kind of playing them, can the Gamecocks catching them early – Catch in the right spot. And in closing, again, you look at this game, can South going to shot the college ball world? That's what it'll come down to because it would be a shocker for sure. There aren't going to be many folks that would pick in the Gamecocks. I know Takeo Spikes went on record on SEC Network, and he's got South going to pull in the massive upset. But realistically, you're looking at Carolina being at least a two-touchdown underdog in this ballgame. Yes, it's at Williams-Brice Stadium. And, you know, if you, if you win that game against Arkansas in week two, all bets are off, right? Anything can happen. Um you know, the game plan by Clayton White to make Stetson Bennett uncomfortable and to, to stymie that Georgia run offense, I think it'll be really interesting to see what they do there. And then again, offensively, you know, can you take advantage of a Georgia defense that might be sort of searching for answers, right, early in the season? Can you take advantage of a Georgia defense that might not have it all figured out at that point, right? You're going to be at home, too. Maybe there's communication issues. Maybe the guys they're plugging in just aren't quite as impactful and dynamic, right, as the guys they had last year. One thing I know is this, though. South Carolina will get their most their stiffest test of the season thus far against Georgia in regards to the line of scrimmage. And if South Carolina is not ready to play a physical football game, it'll be a very, very, very long day in that hot Columbia sun. So there is a chance for Carolina to shock the college football world. We've seen the Gamecocks do it before against Georgia, but this is still, in my opinion, an elite dogs team. And it will take, I would say, nearly a Herculean effort for South Carolina to be able to pull the big-time upset. But, hey, that's why they play the games. The games are not played on paper. And uh, we have seen South Carolina do it before. 
against Georgia. But it'll be a great test. Should be a great environment at Williams Bryce Stadium. Wish it wasn't a noon kickoff, but either way, here we are. But uh, it'll be cool, uh, especially if South Carolina is able to beat Arkansas week two. You know, Williams Bryce Stadium will be jumping for that one. And anytime we take on the dogs, it is one hell of a time. And again, a great opportunity and a measuring stick game for South Carolina for these guys to see, okay, here's where we are. And again, you look at this game. When you have a guy like Spencer Rattler under center, you never know. Does he have one of those days that really cements himself as a Gamecock legend? Can he go out there and lead South Carolina to an improbable victory and really shake up the college football world? Guys, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Before we got to here, though, we do have a couple of listener questions I want to get into. Um, Let's see. Quinn Jamison says, tough but beatable since it's early. Again, I think South Carolina's best chance is catching Georgia early in the sense of when they're trying to replace all those guys defensively. And maybe they don't have it all figured out. And they'll have Oregon in week one and then a cupcake in week two, I believe. Yeah, their week two is Samford. So they might be looking for answers still, right? They might still be looking for answers in week three. If you can take advantage of that, you might have a shot. Um, Krusty Andy says, outside of beating Georgia, what would be considered successful? I think a two-touchdown or less loss would be a successful result. Um, <clears throat> anything more than that, I, I don't want to call that successful because you're not going to be happy losing by 20, right? But if you can keep this game competitive, keep it close, give yourself a chance going in the fourth quarter, hey, it's a one-score game or a 10-point game or you're somewhat still in striking distance where it's competitive, <clears throat> I think that will show a lot of progress and that uh, – you know, I think that will be considered a success. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to be in the in the camp of, of moral victories, but you do have to be realistic. Just the difference in these two rosters that Georgia's so far ahead of you. They're so far ahead of you, right? So you got to be realistic. So I think if the Gamecocks can show that type of progress and play Georgia close and, and give them a little bit of a scare, I think it'll show promise for the rest of the season. Uh, Krusty Andy, any mismatches in the Gamecocks' favor? I think the – Skill players on the outside, a guy like Jaheim Bellacourse with the skill players on the outside against a Georgia secondary that, uh, you know, has some has some guys to replace. They do have Ringo and Smith back. You know, you also look at, again, Jaheim Bell and Stodner going up, going up against an inexperienced linebacking core. You know, you lose guys like Channing Tindall and Nicobe Dean, and they had, the I would probably say, the best linebacking core in all of college football last year. You lose those guys. You know, maybe South Carolina can exploit that and win that matchup. I think that's probably your best bet. Uh, Palmer Hornick 44 says, game's going to be packed and going to be a good game, but Georgia will find a way to win. I, you know, I've already come out with my predictions. I do have Georgia getting the dub, and I think by about 17 points, I'm getting the victory. Um, and finally, RVH60 says, I only hope it's a close game. Hashtag Spurs up. Yeah, I, I, would, I would love to see a competitive ball game and see South Carolina really, again, give Georgia a scare and – I mean, that, that's going to be, you know, I will say this. This game, A&M, Clemson, you want to throw Tennessee in there, whatever. But <clears throat> in regards to making progress, you don't have to beat Georgia, A&M, Clemson, whatever. But, like, making these games competitive and making them sweat and giving them a game. You know, South Carolina fans, I don't think for the most part, they're not asking for things that are ridiculous. They're not saying if you don't beat Georgia, you know, it's it's – Oh, you failed. You know, you're like, I think we are able to keep our expectations realistic, but it's going into the fourth quarter down 30, right? That we just can't live with, right? Like make it a competitive ball game, create a game plan that allows you to stick around for a while that keeps you sort of in striking distance and show some progress and show some promise and, and, and go toe to toe and, 
listen, if they beat you because they're the better team, they got the better players, and so be it. But, you know, don't go out there and play timid or play intimidated or, 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 or just make stupid mistakes and not play good football. Give them hell. Play your best. Let the chips fall where they may. If they're better than you, so be it. We can live with Carolina getting beat, but it's the way they've been losing these games that has has driven us up a wall, right? So I'll be excited to see, hey, South got a great opportunity. Georgia at home, it's always a fun one. And uh, again, although it's a noon kickoff, I know that Willie B will be rocking. Guys, again, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. We'd love to hear your thoughts on Georgia, this ball game in week three. What do you think will happen? And like I said, guys, earlier, any of your favorite memories of Phil Petty wearing the garnet and black, let's honor him. Let's keep, again, his family and friends in our prayers and uh, never take a day for granted. Guys, again, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Hope you enjoy your weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.